are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I want you to turn, if you have your Bible, to 1 John chapter 3 with me for a little while. 1 John chapter 3. You know, I was reading the other day and this, just doing regular Bible reading, and read this many times, but the Holy Spirit just it just thrilled my soul when I come to a, uh, that verse, every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself even as uh, he is pure. Every man hath this hope. And I got to thinking about what this hope does. And I want to talk about that. But I want to read up to that. There's about six or seven things many you ought to uh, look at here in this first and second verse. Now notice what he said. Behold, behold, what manner. He's thinking, I think uh, the Lord speaking to John just think what kind of love is this? You know, you hear this word love today, but the world don't know about love, you see. But he said, what manner, what kind of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. My friend, we'll never get to the bottom of how much Jesus loved us, how much the Father loved us, that he was willing to give his only begotten son to come in a sinful world like this. And he says, what manner of love, what kind of love is this? Notice that, and he tells what? That we should be called the sons of God. Isn't that a blessing to be a child of God? I mean, I was just reading this afternoon over and thinking and pondering, and I thought, now here you are. You can't be a nobody's child as rich and has authority as God is. And yet he has let me knew by receiving Jesus Christ we have become the children of God. We've been adopted into his family. And that's wonderful. And he reminds it that we should be called. Now, and notice another thing there. He said, therefore, the world knoweth us not. Now, if, you, if, you, if the world loves you, you love the things of the world, the love of the Father's not in you. Uh, you don't have to be a, a, an odd person. You just will be odd if you're a Christian. That's just all there is to it as far as the world. He said the world don't know you. They can't understand. The world don't understand why you're here tonight. They don't understand. The world would think if you was out yonder in, in some worldly-like place, you'd have more fun than you would here. See, they don't understand. They don't know it because they don't know the Savior, you see. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, and the reason is because it don't know him. He said that, all right? Now, look at that word beloved. Now, right now, not some of these days, but right now, we're the sons of God, an heir of God, a joint heir of Jesus Christ. The old song, I'm a child of the king, and what a blessing, and we need to never uh, take that for granted. All right, now, we're the sons of God. And now he said, because of that, it doth not appear what we shall be. You, you don't see what we shall be. You, you, you don't appear yet what we shall be. But we know this, that when he shall appear. Now, he's coming. Jesus is coming. And when he shall appear, we're going to do what? Be like him. Isn't that going to be a blessing? We're going to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to drop this robe of flesh and we're going to have a brand new body that'll never get old. It'll never get sick. 
And when we've been there 10 million years, it won't it'll be just like it was when we got there. And uh, be like our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we won't be living in a world of sin. Uh, we won't be having sinful thoughts. We won't have the old sinful nature to put up with. You see, we who are saved, there's two of us tonight. When you accepted Christ, the Holy Spirit came into your life. You got the spiritual man, but you still got the old flesh to constantly pull away. But not then. Uh, we're going to be just like Jesus Christ, for he for we shall see him as he is. Now here, notice, this is my text. This is third verse. And every man that hath this hope in him, hope of what? What I just talked about. Every man hath this hope. Notice, purifies himself even as he is pure. If this hope purifies us, my friend. I want to talk to you tonight on uh, what this hope does it purifies us, of course. He said that. And the Bible said, listen, the Bible said this in 1 Corinthians 15, talk about the resurrection, if there be no resurrection. In verse 19, don't turn there, but 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 19, he said, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we're of all men most miserable. Folks, let me tell you tonight, if you're a Christian, you ought to be the happiest person in the world. You ought to be, you, you got a future. Uh, people don't know they got a few. All these false religions out here, they just hope, 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 but they don't, they don't have. Their gods are dead and, and all of that. And they don't. they they just trying to work. I remember one day one of them knocked on my door years ago and uh, and one of them could talk to me a minute. I was fixing to leave. I said, well, I'm sorry. It's too late. I said, I, that's the trouble. Everybody don't have time. I said, well, man, what? I, I just didn't realize what. And they started talking about Jehovah and boom, 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 boom. And just all in all, I said, oh, yes, I know what you are. And I said, you're working your way. I said, well, I'm saved by grace through faith. I'm on my way to heaven, and I'm satisfied. <laughs> and they said, why don't you just die and go on? I said, well, it's a little, little bit of me still hanging around you. I like this place, but I'll leave one of these days, you see. See, there's no hope. People are working. To you. you don't work to get to heaven. No, you don't work. That don't purify you. Uh, knowing Christ is what brings the purity in your life, my sin. So if you only got hope in this life, you're miserable, you see. Now, I put down three or four things I want, I want to say. I, number one, it purifies us, our Christian life. Listen, if we're looking for Jesus Christ, we're going to be living different. Amen. We're going to be living different. It'll cause us uh, to want to live a clean life. It'll cause us to want to live right if we're looking for Jesus Christ. If, I've said this so many times, just an illustration. Now, listen, I don't know what shape your house is in. Ladies, I don't know where you made the beds up today or where the dishes are filled. I don't know where they're in the sink. I don't know nothing about it. But let me tell you, and I am nothing, but if I was coming to your house tonight and, and I told your husband that uh, I want to come by and see you folks a few minutes, I wonder, I'm just wondering now, now, you're looking for company. That's what I'm trying to bring across. Now, I wonder if you'd say to your husband, let's hurry up and get home. That preacher's coming. And listen, you leave that door shut in the bathroom. You know, I had made up the bed today, and I don't want him to see it. And you, you know, you know, when you're looking for somebody, it just makes a difference, don't it? Isn't that right? I mean, it just, it just makes a, a lot of difference. You, you know, some officials coming through, 
Say he's coming through Winston-Salem, one of the officials. If he is, boy, they clean up and drink. They get ready for everything. Well, let me tell you, there's one greater than any official could ever come is coming. And he said he is coming in such an hour as you think not. Now, if we've got this hope in us, it ought to purify us. We ought to make want to live right. I've studied and I was thinking, you know, my daddy was a preacher. And daddy's been in heaven, you know, 72 years now. And back in his ministry, <clears throat> most people were farmers. And every Sunday, every Sunday, we had to go home with somebody to eat. That's three little boys. And, and I was so backward, my brothers was too. And, uh, but you could tell when the preacher, just the preacher and his family come in, you could tell things were different, you know. I thought about uh, Preacher Morton. My daddy was a Methodist preacher before he became a Baptist preacher. And there was a Methodist preacher, old face. Uh, I was trying to think of his name. It's that Morton was his last name. Him and Daddy were good friends. And listen, this happened. He had three, three little girls, I believe, three or four little girls. And the, I guess he called them the superintendent uh, of the conference, the Methodist conference. He was going to the here, whoever he was. Anyway, he was going to eat with them that day. And, and he, Ms. Morton told those kids, now you act right at this table. I mean, you be nice. We're having company. This actually happened now. And we're having company now, and you act right. And so uh, the, the head knocker of the messenger, he sat down, and they asked a blessing and started eating. And two little girls got, got to fussing at the table. And one of them said, you little devil. And Miss Morton said, well, the very idea. What do you mean talking like that? And she said, that's what you called daddy the other day. <laughs> you see, they give us away. I thought about that and I was studying this afternoon. Folks, she wanted her kids to act right because there's a, somebody new in the house. Well, let me tell you, we ought to act right all the time if we're looking for Jesus Christ. You know, if people were looking for Jesus Christ, Christians, They'd be in church tonight. Maybe a whole lot of them out yonder somewhere. I wouldn't want to be out yonder in the park laying around on a Sunday night, would you, when my master come? No, I'd want to be serving. I'd want to be. And folks, I'm just trying to tell you, if we have this hope in us of the coming of Christ, it will purify our life. It will clean us up. And then here's something else I put down. This hope will preserve us in hard times. Now you think about that. When troubles and hard times come, what is it? Bless God, the Lord's coming. That hope gives you encouragement. That hope, a person don't have that. I want you to turn in your Bibles over there to Job 19 with me just a minute. I just want us to look at some verses here. Uh, the Bible says in, in, the, in the book of 1 Corinthians 13, we see through a glad, that's in Job 19, turn to it. He says over there in 1 Corinthians 13, he said we, we, threw a, we see through a glass darkly now, but then face to face. We don't see it all. We don't understand it all right now, but then we will face to face. He said, I know in part, uh, he said, but I shall know even also as I'm known. Now, when I talk about the hope that gives in the pressures in the time of of uh, defeat and uh, discouragement. And there is, if you got the blessed hope, it, it, it does something. It, 
it, it encourages you. Now I want you to look. You got Job 19. Now I want you to, it's just good to look. I'm going to read, I'm going to look, look up here in verse 14 with me now. Now let me say this. Could be somebody here don't know about the book of Job. Job, the Bible said he was the best man in the East. He was the best Christian. Job had 10 children. He was, he, he became a wealthy man, but he put God first in it. And then all at once the devil attacked him. And, and his health, he lost his health. And, 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 and then all 10 of his children got killed. And then all of his material things was gone. And all of that. And I want you to see here. Now here he is. He's got to be depressed. In verse 14, look what he said. That's the 19th chapter. He said, my kin folks, folk have failed. And my familiar friends have forgotten me. Isn't that hard? Somebody that's been your friend all at once, but they're not anymore. Listen, he said in verse 15, now get this, they that dwell in my house and even my maids, he said, count me for a stranger. I am an alien in their sight. They look at me as, as some stranger, some foreigner. The people who used to work right in my house with me. He said, I called my servant in verse 16, and he gave me no answer. I entreated him with my mouth. A man who he had worked, he'd worked for him, and he said, I, I tried to talk to him. He didn't, he didn't talk. And look what he said. This is sad right here in verse 17. My breath is strange to my wife. He said, though I entreated for the children's sake of my own body, my wife. You remember what his wife said? Why don't you curse God and die? I be, I don't think Job's wife turned against him. I think that she wondered how much more are you going to let God do what he's doing to you? Why don't you curse him and die? She got a bad attitude through all of this, you see. And now if he had had a companion that stuck with him, that would have helped him. But all these things... And these maids and these servants, we don't know you. We don't know. He walks down through town. He's a stranger to them. Now, this man here, he said, look at verse 18. He said, yet young children despised me. I rose and they spoke against me. Let's say that old man, Donner, and so on. You remember what the three, the three fellows who was his friends, they began to judge him. And they said, you've done something you're trying to hide or God wouldn't let this happen to you. And then they called him a hypocrite. And they've turned against him. All of that. Here, in verse 19, he said, All my inward friends abhorred me, and they whom I loved, they've turned against me. Now, friend, you may think you got troubles in me, but you look what Job had. Now, don't you see something right here? He said, My bone cleaveth to my skin and my flesh, and I am escaped with the skin of my teeth. I wonder if Job had something like cancer today. I don't know. I, I'm just wondering. But he said, have pity upon me. Have pity upon me, O ye, my friends. For the hand of God hath touched me, he said. Why do you persecute me as God and are not satisfied with my flesh? Then he said, I wish my words were written. Oh, they were printed in a book, engraven with an iron pen led in the rock forever. But now, right here, that's what I want you to see. He's got a hope. Now, look at his condition. 
but a hope brings victory in the time of sorrows. Now look what he said. For I know, I know that my Redeemer lives at verse 25. And he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroys this body, yet in my flesh I'm going to see God. You see, he's got a blessed hope of the Lord. You see what it's doing for him? Isn't that a blessing? That's what he said. And in that verse 27, one more verse here. He said, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. Now here's a man that everybody in downtown and everywhere he'd look, look at him as nobody. Nobody's having anything to do with him. An honest, an, a sincere, an upright man, a man whom God said was the best Christian in that day. And he's going through some very hard times. But I want you to know there's one thing that preserves that, my friend, in that tough time, and that is a blessed hope of the Lord. He said, it's one thing I know, I'm going to see my Redeemer one day. Oh, bless God, that means everything. As most of you know, I, I don't mean to talk about my wife ever service. But only God knows how I miss her. She went to heaven nine months ago yesterday. I go down here by the grave, and that's her body. But I say now, sweetheart, I like to talk to her anyway. You don't mind that. Sweetheart, I'm going to see you again someday. Wouldn't it have been awful if I didn't put her body down there and have never have a hope of seeing her? When she talked about, I'm going to be with Jesus to me many times. But I stand there and I say, honey, I believe he's going to come and I won't, my body won't be in there with yours. It could be if, if he don't come, he'll be in there with you. But I had him put on that stone down there waiting for the rapture. And that's a blessed hope. That's a blessed hope. I dream about her sometimes. I dreamed about her last two nights, sweet and all of that. But listen, you say, Brother Bobby, it's it is, but I'll tell you one thing that will preserve me through it all. If it has losing this old body or whatever, I've got the blessed hope that he's coming back, thank God. And that'll keep you right on down the line when you know that. I think about all of our loved ones here in this church. Today, somebody's showing me some pictures taken many years ago, and uh, John Shore, his bus, his bus division, and John, and me, say, I said, is that me? I looked young back then. And they said, yeah, and I was standing there, and there was John, and, uh, and there was uh, uh, Miss Nelson, and, and your husband, <laughs> amen, and, and, and all of them, and I just got to thinking, all those souls that's in heaven, and we're going, we're going to see them someday. As one blessing we can have, we can just shout all the way because we've got the blessed hope. Thank God for that, for the bad. That brings a blessed hope. And Job had that. He said, I know all of this. I know it. And then here's something else I want to share with you, that we can have pleasures and Along the journey, and I've done talked about that. But you remember this verse over there in verse Psalm 16 in the last verse. 
He said, Thou wilt show me thy path, and in thy presence there's fullness of joy forever. There's fullness of joy forever in thy presence. Folks, he said, I won't never leave you, and I won't never forsake you. Oh, man. I never would forget years ago. I got to talking about, got to talking to the Lord one day. I had that little old Vauxhall car, and I got to count my blessings. I was, I was going down 158 over here, and uh, I, I got to count my blessings, and, and, and I got to crying. I couldn't see the drive. I just pulled over to the side. And had me a hallelujah spell right up and down dry. I mean, I, I just almost got holy, really. I mean, just you thought us crazy just walking up and down. God can be real. I'm not talking about some put on stuff, some fleshly thing. I'm talking about if we'll walk with him, we have the blessed assurance and that blessed hope will give us his presence along the way and his promises will be real, thank God. And God don't want us to go through this world. Oh, you look at the world and you look at up in Washington and you wonder who all that. And God's still on the throne. He loves his children tonight. He's gonna care for us tonight. And I'm glad he is. And he can control, he can turn things around. Why, I thought about old Elijah. He got up on Mount Carmel and he prayed fire down and the people didn't believe that God was God, but when when he got through, they said he's God. God can do the same thing. That's what I'm trying to say. And it all comes because of the blessed hope of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then I close with this thought. Not only do we have his presence, not only does that blessed hope give us courage in the time of depressed times, but that blessed hope gives us a joy to know that one day, we're going to be presented to the Father faultless. I'm full of faults tonight, and you are too if you'd admit them. But you know what Job uh, says? Listen. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless, 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 that's what he said, present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. You know, I'm glad my sin's under the blood tonight. And you and I who know him, what a blessed hope that we're going to present it faultless. A faultless when we stand. How? Because Jesus took all our faults for us. And we can stand before the Lord one day clean in his presence. And what a joy that's going to be. You know, Paul mentioned in uh, many times to die is to gain, if you remember. And, and you remember Paul mentioned over there in First, First Thessalonians chapter 2. He had, he had led those people in Thessalonica, many of them to the Lord. And Paul said this, for what is our hope? What is our hope? What is our rejoicing? Our crown rejoicing. Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord at his coming? He's coming someday. And what he said, you know, it blesses my soul. I got a letter, I don't know, not long ago from somebody. And he said, Brother Bobby, you led me to Christ so many years ago. I was a little fellow there, gospel lighting it out some other uh, state. I don't remember the story. And it encourages you to get letters like that and get things like that. Really, when you see somebody out yonder serving God, but wait a minute, you wait till you get to heaven and see them and see the Lord Jesus. 
and you meet people up there and say, thank you for telling me about the Savior. And you're talking about having a time. We're going to have a time in heaven. And I praise the Lord. So listen, he that hath this hope in him, he purifieth himself even as he is pure. Keep your eyes upon the master. Keep your eyes upon the Savior. He's coming. He's coming. The other day, I'll close after this thought. The other day, I never had this experience before. You can't go with feelings and all that. But I was laying in the bed one morning and I woke up, lay there an hour or two, got, woke up real early. And, and I, got to, I got the rapture on my mind. And, and I thought, now, Lord, if you just come, I, I, I guess this way it be. I, you said we'd drop this robe of flesh, so I just leave this one and have a new one, and I could see myself going in the air. <laughs> Amen. Isn't it wonderful to be a child of God? Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit KNVBC.com for Christian music you can trust.